Thank you, Bell Choir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. It is November out there. Welcome, welcome fall. Uh, my name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors, and it's truly a joy to stand before you this morning. It's good to see each and every one of you. And if you are a first-time visitor, hello, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us, and we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. I even see some of our 1115 people out there today. Welcome to this service. I hope that yeah, yeah, you find it. You find it good. If you're joining us online, hi, welcome. Uh, wherever you are watching, whatever day you are watching. It's good to, good to have you with us on this day. I always have to watch what I say because it's on YouTube forever. Uh, back in the olden days, I can get away with a couple things. Now I've got to be careful. Uh, but uh, appreciate all the people upstairs doing their stuff, all the tech team. Appreciate all the music, all the music, all the music. It's going to be a good service today. We have a lot of things going on. Later on in the service, we'll welcome some new members. We will also... Uh, celebrate our veterans, and we'll bless some quilts. You might notice some quilts here in the pews, uh, and I'll explain that a little later on in today's service. But uh, Claudia Moberly is our worship leader. I didn't, I didn't give you anything to read today, so I don't know what you're going to say. Let's find out together. That's a scary thought, isn't it? No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be very tame. No song and dance. No baton act. Nothing. So the only announcements I have are the ones you will find on the back of your. Program, so please do check those out. An Advent study is coming up, led by our own Pastor Mike. Hanging of the Greens will be a beautiful service November 29th. The Turkey Box Ministry, there are a couple of boxes still left. Um, rumors out, if you're filling the whole box, it's somewhere between $35 and $45. So if you're interested in that... Over in our Family Life Center, across the alleyway after church, you can pick up a box. December Blood Drive. Lisa always takes pride in getting those spots filled. And StoryLink Donations is a United Women in Faith project for December, collecting children's books that then will be taken to local prisons. The parent will record reading that book, and the child gets the book and the recording. So we are asking for new or very, very gently used children's books. So if you have any books laying around or you're in a bookstore, you might pick one up and bring that to the office. I'm done. Then remain standing for the opening hymns.
words joined together in the affirmation of faith, it will appear on the screen or it is on page 885 if you prefer to read from the hymnal. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is the one true church, apostolic and universal, whose holy faith let us now declare. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. You may be seated. Unless you're a kiddo, like fifth grade and down, now's your time in worship. And since we have a lot of stuff down there today, come on up this way today. Come on up this way. Come up, come up. Good to see you. Keep yep, keep making room. We got more kids coming. Can you guys sneak sneak a little bit over here? Very nice. Thank you. No, I'm not far. Never mind now. Never mind. Oh, they got one. Oh, there it is. Come on up. Good to see you guys. Let me tell you a pretend story, okay? This is pretend. Okay? Those are cool socks. So I was I was sleeping at night. I was sleeping and I heard a little bit of something in the walls. Guess what was hiding in the wall? A little mouse. It was a mouse. I couldn't live with a mouse in the wall. So I called the old pet exterminator. And do you know what, do you know what chases away a mouse? A cat. I'm going to borrow this cat since you keep throwing it at me. Oh. A cat. So the exterminator came over. Awesome. The exterminator brought over a cat in the middle of the night. And do you know what the cat did? Scared away the mouse. So I went back to sleep. And in the middle of the night... This is what I heard. Your cats would never say that, would they? No. So I can't sleep like this. So I called the exterminator again. And do you know what? I got a cat problem. I don't have a mouse problem. I have a cat problem. And the exterminator came over. And do you know what the exterminator gave me? A dog. And the dog chased the cat out. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Now I can sleep. So I went back to sleep. And in the middle of the night, all I heard was, Some of you got neighbors like that, don't you? So I called the exterminator. An exterminator came, this is a long night, came over. And what do you get, what gets rid of a dog? I'm just going to make it up. The exterminator brought over an alligator. I'm just making it up. An alligator. And do you know what that alligator chased away that dog? No, it did. I'm gonna <laughs> alligator ate the dog. 
I didn't see it, so I, I'm just going to assume that everything's good. So the dog is gone, and I went back to sleep. And guess what I heard? I don't know what an alligator sounds like. What's an alligator sound? Chomp, 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 chomp. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. I looked down, and my covers were just disappearing in his mouth. So I called the exterminator one more time. And the exterminator says, I got just what you need. I'm like, what gets rid of an alligator? Got me an elephant. <laughs> brought, brought the elephant over. The elephant came in, chased out the alligator as fast as it could. And I can go to sleep. And I went to bed. And guess what I heard? <laughs> I can't sleep with an elephant going like that. That's right. And so I called the exterminator one more time. I said, you got to get rid of this elephant. Do you know what chases elephants away? A cheetah. A mouse. (laughs) Yeah, you saw where this was going. So they brought over a mouse, chased away the elephant, and now I can sleep. And this is what I heard. But I could live with that now. Better than an alligator. You know what? Life is always going to have something. It's always going to have something. That's our family motto. It's always something. Right? I just wish for a perfect day someday. And you know what? If I, and, I, and I wish for a perfect family. And I wish for a perfect job. And I wish for a perfect church. And you know what? If all of this was perfect, I couldn't be here. Because I'm not perfect. This church might ask for a perfect pastor, and my family might ask for a perfect father, and, I, and, I'm, and the Lord might ask me for, for perfect volunteer and service and care for the world, but I just do my best, and we want you to do your best, knowing that whatever happens, happens, and that God is always going to be there, and that God is always going to love you, no matter what, even if you have a mouse or a cat or a dog or an alligator or an elephant yeah, that was it. Uh, you have all those problems. Or a turtle. Or a turtle? Yeah, if a turtle's sneaking up on you, you got time. It's pretty good. <laughs> but every time I read the story, the turtle wins. Yeah, up against the rabbit. Yeah. Can you pray with me today? Let's pray. God above, we ask your blessings upon these little ones, each and every little one, and all these big ones out here as well. That as we grow in love and godliness together, that we know that we're not perfect, that every day is going to bring its thing, but we know that you go with us. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down today. I think you got some Sunday school with Miss Tammy. This is one of the joys of being a pastor. I invite those who are joining our church to come up at this time. I think we got three. I think we got one back here. I think we got just you. No, there's one. There's two back here. Got to be careful. Come on up. Sneak on up. Pastor Jen, can you come up too? I didn't talk to Pastor Jen about this on there. There's There's a couple cards we'll do at the end here. Today we celebrate our unity as the body of Christ, widening the table, 
through our joyful welcome of new members, affirming our faith together. So let me introduce who's up here today. Diana Harper, there at the end. You might be wondering why Diana Harper is, is up here. Isn't she already a member? Has she been here for a long, long time? I forgot to do something. Forgot something. <laughs> Many a year ago, she was singing with uh, someone named Cade Atwood at another place. And Cade asked her, have you ever sung in a cantata? And Cade was the director of music back here, here back in the day. And she came over, she sang in the cantata, and she just kind of stuck around. <laughs> She's been singing in church choirs her whole life. She's employed at Mountain West IRA. Don't mess with her a whole lot. One of her hobbies is English longbow. <laughs> yeah. She transfers here from Hillview United Methodist Church. Everyone say hi, Diana. Hi. Here we have Don Schultz. Don is a retired social worker working in education most of his life. Born in Vancouver, Washington. He was looking for a church choir to sing in. And they found us. They live in Nampa. Did you come to us from annual conference? You found us through annual conference? Nope. That's oh. when we kind of thought of you. That's when you thought of us to come on over. All right. They live in Nampa, and they transfer from Nampa First UMC. Everyone say, hi, Don. Hi, Don. And then we have Sue Schultz, also from Washington, born in Port Townsend, baptized in Olympia. She also is in education. She worked at NNU for many years. Uh, she and Don have been married now for 13 years or so. Transfers in from Nampa First UMC as well. Everyone say hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. I have two questions for, for all of you here today. As members of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to, up, to strengthen its ministries? If so, please say, I will. And as members of this congregation... Will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, please say, we will. will. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your care. Do all in your power to uphold and increase their faith, (laughs) confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. They gave us a few promises. We have a promise back to them up on the screen. Please read with me. We give thanks for all you God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of this church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. That in everything, God, be glorified through Jesus Christ. We have a card from our card makers that they made for you, as well as certificates of membership. Would you please welcome them to our congregation? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think it's time for you two to get back in the choir loft, because I think we get the song.
Good morning, church. I'm Pastor Chen. This is a time of our service where we center our minds and our hearts and our spirits to, to receive the message, and we gather in an attitude of prayer. If you have a prayer request or concern that's on your heart this morning that you would like to share with your neighbor, please, please feel free to share that aloud. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you today with open hands and open hearts. We come to you in gratitude for the abundance and beauty of your creation, for our church, our homes, and our community. In all things, we give thanks, for you are the source of life and of love. You bring a sense of calm and peace. Help us, Lord, to be aware of your presence during the good times and in times of struggle. May we learn to lean in and listen and respond to your call, for we are your people. Teach us, Lord, to reframe when we need to reframe and to gain a perspective that is rooted in compassion for ourselves and for others so that we may live a life of gratitude. And so today, Lord, we come together as your people to worship and praise you and to pray to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jen. If you have questions about our Thanksgiving turkey boxes, Thanks, Pastor Jen. FLC after the service. This morning, we take a moment to remember and to say thank you to our veterans who are part of our congregation and community. We can never thank our military women and men enough for their courageous service and sacrifice to country and its people. And yet today we will try, we will lift our voices to express gratefulness and honor these military troops, both from past and present. But let's open up this moment with a call and response. This nation, under God, depends on each generation accepting the call to serve both God and country. Everywhere we look, in our minds, 
So today we honor them as we shout, as we shout a resounding In a moment, the screen will have the names of those who have served from our congregation. Hold up. (laughs) If we don't have your name, please contact. That's one of our fears is to miss someone. our, Our prayer is that we have everyone. If we do miss someone, please let us know after this service and we will certainly get your name in for next year's uh, celebration as well. You'll see that we have quite the representation in our church family. So veterans, what we would like to do is to recognize you and your particular branch. If you hear your branch's song be played, at that moment, stand and be recognized. Stay standing during your song. And again, if we don't have your name, our apologies, but stand for your branch anyway. Uh, There may or may not be someone from each branch in this particular service, and that's okay. Let's see who served. And say thank you to each branch as well. Thank you, Army, Air Force. Force, Navy. First time that I've been here that we've had a Coast Guard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My, uh, my uh, father-in-law, who was Army, would always make a phone call, and uh, he would just pretend to make a phone call, and I said, you're not talking to anyone. What are you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm calling the Coast Guard to see if the coast is clear. I'm like, oh, it's bad, bad Army people, yeah. Well, our warm-hearted quilters have made special quilts to literally cover our service members and veterans with comforting and healing patriotic quilts. You see many of them in the pews today. We have one up here on stage. All the quilters have been crafting these quilts over the past few months. Uh, They gave out quite a few last year. They're going to give out quite a few this year and also next year. Uh, If you received a letter saying you were getting a quilt this year, we will do that in the pastor parlor uh, right after this service. So just go right out the store and right in this room and uh, to receive your quilt. And if you have not received a quilt yet, uh, we gave, like I said, we gave some last year. We gave some this year. We'll keep doing this for several years until we can get everyone, everyone literally covered. Uh, 
we give, that wasn't even supposed to be a joke, that was just, uh, <laughs> we give thanks for the time, love, and skill of our ladies as they poured their efforts into creating these wonderful gifts of our appreciation. Let us bless these quilts and those who receive them. If you're by a quilt, just put your hands kind of in front of the, if, there you are, we'll do a laying on hands of quilts. Would you please read with me? May God's grace be upon these quilts, warming, comforting, enfolding, and embracing. May these quilts be a safe haven, a sacred place of security and well-being, sustaining and embracing in good times as well as difficult ones. May the one who receives a quilt be cradled in hope, kept in joy, graced with peace, and wrapped in love. May hands that help create this quilt continue to do healing works from the Lord. In Christ's name, amen. May we never forget. We pray that wars and rumors of wars would cease. But if there is a need, let those of us of younger generations go forth as faithfully as our ancestors did, that the cause of peace and justice may be defended and upheld. It may sound overused and cliche, but with all sincerity and heart, veterans and families, thank you for your service. Can you give thanks to the veterans and the quilters for the quilts? Our scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 18. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, Encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. May God add a blessing to the reading of this holy word. Thank you, Claudia. So two old guys walked out of a shop, and lo and behold, there was a cop writing out a parking ticket to the car right there. And one of the old guys went up and said, come on, man, how about you give a senior citizen a break? And the cop ignored the request. And continued to write the ticket. And his buddy who was there called the cop a jerk. So the cop slammed that ticket on the windshield and started writing on another ticket. This time for bald tires. First first old guy said, I called him another name that I can't say here in church. And and the cop just slammed another ticket. Let's see what else is wrong with the car. And this went on for about 20 minutes. Name-calling back and forth and tickets and tickets and tickets. And finally, and finally, the, uh, the, the cop just got tired and he just 
looked at him and he sneered and he walked away. And one old guy said to his buddy, man, that officer was mad. And the buddy replied, not as mad as the owner of this car will be. (laughs) And they walked on home. Don't mess with old guys who got nothing better to do. <clears throat> parking tickets. Who's, who's ever got a parking ticket? Who's got a problem with lying? Hold on. <laughs> First time I ever got a parking ticket was, was uh, here in Idaho. I uh, parked right out front in the sanctuary during the week. I didn't realize that that was timed parking right there during the week. Uh, had a family member who found out recently uh, how easy it was to get a parking ticket downtown Boise. The city wants their money. <laughs> uh, we do. We got no parking except on street. Uh, the park, the park next door that was going away. As of right now, the park is staying. The city uh, just signed out. Woo-hoo! got about eight to ten uh, handicapped parking stalls right here. Thank you for keeping those available to our, to our folk who need a little bit uh, extra TLC. And uh, thank you for keeping those available uh, for us. You know, life is just filled, like I told the kids, with annoyances, with problems. Some small, some serious. A slight fender bender on the way to work. The washing machine overflows. You hear the cat, you hear in the middle of the night, you hear that cat throw up, blah, blah, blah. And then you remember you don't have a cat. What's that coming from? (laughs) Your adult kid moves back in again. The diagnosis is not good. The bills are more than the paycheck. And I can go to some harder ones. I will a little later on. But Lord, life is hard. It's not easy living. Are you irritated when unexpected difficulties pop up? Or do you see them as an opportunity? Our scriptures sometimes kind of give that allure that we're supposed to give thanks in all circumstances. The good, the bad, the ugly. I want to say... I, I wish. I wish I could say that I was just, I was thankful at all times, but a lot of times I'm just thankful when the good stuff comes. My ideal would be a smooth, no trouble kind of life, no bumps, just smooth sailing. It's no problem to be thankful for that kind of life, no problem at all. But then I wake up and I realize that we live in the real world. We live in a fallen world, and perfection eludes us. Here on earth. Paul the Apostle uh, says in another book, um, Our citizenship is in heaven, and there we will be made perfect. Until then, we will have problems, we will have troubles, and things will go wrong. And each of these troubles, Paul tells us, is a time that we can still be thankful. We are not promised smooth sailing. We, should, we are promised problems. <laughs> Do me a favor. When I raise my hands like this, can you say thank you, God? Ready? Thank God. James, the half-brother of Christ, says we will have difficulties. He got a little uh, letter in, in the New Testament. 
And in these difficulties, we should be glad and look at them as blessings. And I kind of want to write James back and say, what do you mean? (laughs) Troubles a blessing. This is what he says to us. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. When troubles come your way, Paul, Paul, shipwrecked, beaten, left for dead, abandoned, jailed during his ministry, is the one who says rejoice and be glad at all times. He wrote this while being chained to a guard. Rejoice in the Lord always, he says. I say again, rejoice. Go back a thousand years to King David, who had much to complain about, but instead wrote a lot of our psalms, and a lot of the psalms he wrote were Thanksgiving psalms. He was being chased, hunted by the king, just because he was good with a slingshot. And yet David praised God for his problems. Who's, who's the most, uh, uh, who had the hardest time in the Bible besides Christ being crucified? But we, we talk of Job, don't we? Y'all know Job. If you do know Job, stay away. It's, man's got no luck whatsoever. Job lost all he had, everything. His friends ridiculed him. At the end of his suffering, uh, Job said he had known God, but in his trials, he got to, he got to know God. You know, it's one thing to know God up here. Job got to know him right here. Uh, Job was thankful for his sufferings. Job's wife, this is, how would you like to have a spouse like this? This is what uh, Job's wife said. He then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die already. That's a nice spouse. Just, just curse God and die already. You're taking up space. Job had a different attitude. This is what he said. The Lord gave and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised. His troubles helped him see God, not merely know God. So I got to ask, what's wrong with these people? How can you have this attitude of gratitude when everything goes to heck in a handbasket? This kind of thankfulness and gratitude, it, it does please God. It is easy to thank God for the good things. And God gives us plenty of those. He gives us grace and mercy every day. But in those times of trouble, do we think thanksgiving? Do we think gratitude? Why is giving thanks to God in times of trouble the correct response? Let me give you three reasons. In case you're curious upstairs, I'm skipping ahead. (laughs) Giving thanks replaces grumbling. You can't grumble and give thanks at the same time. If we are giving thanks and rejoicing even in our difficulty, he doesn't cause the difficulty 
but we give thanks in spite of our difficulty. It's hard to grumble and say thank you. Unless it's sarcastic, thanks for that. I think uh, that's not good. Paul says in another book, Philippians, do everything without complaining and arguing so you may be blameless and pure children of God. If we are children of God and that is what we are, our response is rejoicing. If you're in the longest line at the store, it's, it's our superpower in our family. Uh, we walk up to the lines and my wife, we ask our kids, which line should we pick? Because if we pick it, that will be the longest line. So that's our superpower. Uh, so, but just the fact that we get food. Thank you, God. Instead of grumbling, oh man, this person is asking for every coupon for everything on the planet. What if the turkey comes out of the oven overcooked and dry? (laughs) Some of you know the movie that came from. (laughs) Give thanks that family is near and just keep pouring more gravy, right? There seems to be no other reason to give thanks in the worst of situations than just, just give thanks for salvation that comes from faith in Christ. May our thanksgiving replace grumbling. Being thankful reminds us of the blessings big and small. Giving thanks in times of troubles and trials uncovers the way God blesses us every day in many ways. We get blessings and mercy and grace every day. Sometimes we only see the big stuff. Sometimes we don't see the small stuff. Maybe it's just me, but there are times when when uh, the traffic is just not moving and I just want to get home. There's a little part of me that says maybe God is saving me from, from an accident a little later on, right? If You're better off sitting here than over there. I know that's Pollyanna, but I, those thoughts cross my mind. Stopping amid a lousy day just to say thank you, Jesus, for the small blessings that helped me get through a lousy day. It changes our focus from the moment to the maker. Our, no, our eyes are no longer on the problem, but on his gifts. Look around. God's blessings are everywhere. Give thanks for the moment of blessing around you. Remember the small blessings as well. Giving thanks reminds us also of the source of our gratitude. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. It's not just because of the food, but it's because the expectations are, are, are nil. There's no Thanksgiving programs to go to. There's, there, it's just families coming over. We're going to eat. We're going to play games. We're going to watch movies. We're going to do whatever we're going to do, right? It's, it's just a time to give thanks, and I think it's one of our most holy holidays. What's that I hear you ask? Easter's a big holy holiday. Christmas, big holy holiday. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving implies that there is something, someone to give thanks to. Even if you're an atheist, thank you. You're still participating in thank you to something. Thank you for the harvest. Thank you for family. Thank you for friends. Thank you for football. Thank you for whatever it is that gets you through Thanksgiving. <laughs> Giving thanks in all things help us to remember who's the source of all these gifts. Amen. And now if you're watching upstairs, I'm going way off script here. 
How do you give thanks for the hard stuff? How do you give thanks when there's a miscarriage? How do you give thanks if there's a suicide? How do you give thanks if there's a cancer diagnosis? How do you give thanks if there's a war? How can Paul write this? But like I said, God doesn't cause those problems, but he sees us through them. We give thanks in spite of these problems. About 10 years ago, my my father, at at this time, uh, the last time I saw my father was 10 years ago today. Today. Uh, I was able to sneak back over veterans, uh, veterans at the holiday, and uh, and see him. He was stage stage four cancer. Don't smoke if you you can stay away from it. Um, That's what got him. But uh, I remember chatting, and uh, we knew his time was short. How do you give thanks? But I said, yeah, the, 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 the person who passed away in our family a little bit before him, but the last one in the family to die, was his father-in-law, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather. And someone said, you know, when you get to heaven, someday, Bill, his name's Bill, when you get to heaven, Bill, your father-in-law will greet you in heaven. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that was his thought. I'm the second of four kids. We're supposed to be a fifth. My mom had a miscarriage for her last child. Supposed to have a little baby sister. And so when he joked about father-in-law and you know greeting him in heaven, he said, "You know what? When I get to heaven, I want to hold a baby girl. Give thanks in all things." That's the, that's, the, that's the hope of, of faith, isn't it? We're born into this world with nothing. And let me tell you, we leave with nothing. Except memories, friends, family, the blessings of heaven. Moth and rust don't destroy those. Give thanks for those times in your life, even if they are hard. For there are blessings still out there. Today I pray when a minor irritation arises or plans fall apart or even something worse, you can still choose words of praise and thanksgiving. It's not easy. Our first instinct is to complain, but I pray that little by little you can be thankful for everything big and small. I pray that you can focus on the reason for our gratitude, God, the source of all our gifts. Maybe we can quote the psalmist, When King David said this, Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And with that, this sermon is over. As we get time to... Well, thank you. Uh, As we come to the time of offertory, I'm going to invite Dan Pruitt to come on up. Dan wanted a couple minutes to share a little bit about his work that he does with veterans. Let's take the offertory while he speaks, if we may. Actually, let's don't. Let's, let's let him speak, and then we'll take the offertory because we have music. Dan, Thank what's you, on Pastor your mind? Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Veterans Day has come again and gone. And last year at this time, I stood up here 
informing you of the number of suicide per day in the military. This year, I'm happy to report that it has reduced the number of suicides from 22 to 17 per day. Now, while that's a great step, there's still much work to be done in suicide prevention. I'd like to try something to emphasize my point. First, how many veterans are in the audience? Would you just hold your hand? Okay, keep your hands up. And how many, uh, how many uh, know a veteran? And how many has a family veteran? Okay, if you look around, just about everybody had their hand up. Thank you, and you can put your hands down now. Tremendous progress has been made, such as the 988 number and the Be The One campaign, but also programs like Comprehensive Training Suicide Prevention for All Personnel, Enhanced Mental, I'm sorry, Enhanced Access to Mental Health Services, Peer Support Programs Encouraging Members to Reach Out to Their Comrades for Assistance When Facing Emotional and psychological challenges. There's also research and data collection for a greater understanding of the problem. Collaboration with external organizations and advocacy groups to bolster suicide prevention efforts. And finally, removing the stigma associated with seeking mental health care within the military culture. While progress has been made, Suicide prevention remains a complex and involving challenge in the military. Continuous commitment and adaption to new strategies are crucial to ensuring that the well-being of our service members, the military's dedication to this issue, reflects its commitment and safeguarding the mental health of those who serve our nation. Being in a wartime situation for long stretches of time does thanks to many that many don't understand the severity of the issue. So what can you do? If you know a veteran, call them sometime. Just ask how they're doing. Just the sound of your voice could be powerful. You never know when that person is thinking whether he or she is hurting. Oh, and, and the next time you thank a person for their service, try adding, and how are you doing? Thank you. And as we wrap up the offering, I believe we have the gift of music.
thank you, Brendan. I think you get to hear him at the post salute as well. As able, let's stand for our doxology and prayer.
Thank you for joining us here today. For those online, for the choir, for the tech team who make all that happen, we give thee thanks. Join us for our coffee hour. It's just right, our coffee 45 minutes. It'll be right through these doors. To the left, you'll find our other building, our Family Life Center. Bringing in the sheaves, one of the gifts of harvest is food, and we got some of that over there, and we hope that you join us. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate this time of harvest and family and faith, may God's love, blessings, and peace go with you all. Amen. Amen.